When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it doing it daily our way i don't know what you're talking about right now redraft and dynasty fantasy football we got you covered you know their defense is ranked like 31st in the nfl nfl draft prospects and rookies now you know you in the right place for that absolutely all right then stop saying it then we're done and prop bets with my man jay rich count that money man now wipe the crust out of your eyes get you a cup of coffee it's time to wake your ass up with ray g you honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell let's get it good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning good people it is monday march the 6th 2023 y'all decided to wake y'all asses up ray g and for that i appreciate y'all being in the building family we got a good show today a pack show nfl scouting combine in the books man we got to see some good stuff over the past weekend, and I'm glad every last one of y'all are in the building. Let's see who we got in the chat. Shout out TEQ Court Boss. What's up, baby? Marlon, Sean, Roro in the building, Warden, uh, Zero in the building, Cam Ward, Truth or Cold World, TDE, Fizzle Dollars. Shout out to my man Fizzle on the intro song. My girl Lindsey Max, Shane Joe, David Riley, Brandon in the building, uh, 720 Vids, Mark H in the building, Jay Peters, how you doing? Evan Kaufman. Got a lot. The chat is flying this morning. It's good to see y'all. Matt Bronin, Dynasty Barry. I see you in the building. Goat Rings, Andrew, too true. Man, man, man. We got some things to talk about. Family, y'all know what it is, man. Before we get started, Michelle Adoro Coffee, go get you some of that. It's delicious. 15% off using the promo code Wake Up. I'm on that Brooklyn Blend this morning. They actually sent me some new stuff out to try some new flavors of this coffee, but I'm telling you, there's no better coffee to start your day off with than Michelle Adoro. Go to MichelleAdoroUSA.com. Use the promo code WAKEUP for 15% off. And y'all know, as I was watching the combine, you know I was doing it on my brand new Epson, baby. 120 inches, short throw, LS800, ultra projector. It is beautiful. 4K projection. Sits on the wall nice and flush. I got to see Anthony Richardson on a 120-inch screen. I wasn't in Indianapolis, but I promise you, uh, there was no better place to be than in my damn media room because it was just a beautiful sight to behold. Go to the link in the description or go to Epson.com forward slash wake up to learn more about this beautiful, beautiful projector. Super dope, super awesome. And uh, I'm excited, Jay. I'm excited. We had a uh, had some good stuff happen this weekend. Y'all see uh, who's on the back of the TV right there? Himothy Richardson. Yes, we're going to talk a little A-Rich 
We're going to do a mock draft. We're going to talk players. We're going to talk risers and fallers, winners and losers. How do we adjust based on the information that we just saw? Jay Rich, let me get you in the building, Jay Rich. How are you doing this morning, my good friend? How are you, Jay? I'm good, man. I'm excited. Um, I think, you know, we've been waiting for this moment for so long. The combine, the information, the heights, the weights. It's It feels like information overload. And someone said in the chat already, uh, is DJ take a sip, overreact season. Now, we're not trying to overreact too much. No, no, we're not going to overreact. But we saw some bad. good things gonna, this weekend. So We're not going to overreact. Overreact? My, Why would we do that? I, why would we overreact? I don't I don't know why we would do it. But the reality is, Ray, we I think saw a lot more good than we saw bad. You know, we saw some combines that were really wrecked last season. This year I can't think mm-hmm. of too many guys who really ruined their combine. A lot of good business decisions in terms of 40 times it seemed for a lot of players. Some weren't healthy, some and I think what's crazy, Ray, the running backs really performed well in the combine, in my opinion. And we will obviously get to that a little bit deeper. But so many guys didn't even participate. It really speaks to yeah. the depth of this class overall and just how good it really could be for us in fantasy going forward. Yeah, man, it's, it's going to be fun. We're going to go through every position. We're going to look at the class as a whole, talk about who didn't perform, talk about who did perform. Um, but make sure you hit that thumbs up button. we got a bunch of people in the building today. Keep the chat flying. Give us your thoughts and opinions, Jay. Um, but you know what, man, I, let's, let's start out. Let, what was the freakiest position you think we had at the combine this year? Just the freak show of a position. What was it? What would that have been? Right. It's not even close. It's the tight ends, man. It's the tight ends. It's the tight ends. You've been talking about the tight ends since the senior bowl. Um, for people who don't understand, you know, we, we go off RAS data. Uh, Kent Lee does an awesome job with RAS data. He posted all of it already, Ray. Michael Mayer, of all the players who have a RAS score, was the third lowest, and he was still over eight. And the threshold yeah. is seven for us, yeah. right? Seven. Yeah. There's yeah. like this is like a th- list that's 13 tight ends deep that are rosterable in fantasy. It's by far the freakiest class we've ever seen. We had a new 10. Darnell Washington barely cracked the top three. Insane. Insane yeah, from a tight end class that we expected a lot of the good things from. And Ray, I mean, fourth round, fifth round, waiver wire. There's plenty of options for us at tight end to really revamp some of these rosters that really need a tight end or in two tight end leagues. I'm curious how these drafts will shake out because there are so many options. Yeah, man. So let's just start. Let's start with the top going in. Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame. He did everything. He was most people's consensus tight end one coming into the combine. And I do not think that is or should be the case Moving forward, I think for a long time, we had Michael Mayer sort of in the tier of his own, or at least at the top of the tight end class. And for me, I still believe he's going to get the capital to warrant being uh, the number one tight end. But I do think that landing spot and and different things may may influence where people draft him. He had an outstanding combine. Uh, Luke Musgrave from Oregon State, somebody that we saw firsthand at the Senior Bowl and predicted that he would be you know, pretty freakish. I thought he'd run a little bit faster, but neither here nor there at 200 and almost 60 pounds, six foot six for him to drop a four, six, one, his RAS score was off the charts. I think he solidified at least being conservative top 50 capital in the NFL draft. Um, Darnell Washington. What can you say about that big freak? Uh, at, you know, and what was most interesting was seeing his build 
without all the pads and helmets. Like, yeah. every, everyone keeps saying, oh, offensive lineman. I'm like, nah, man, he looks more like a receiver than a damn O-lineman, which just speaks to the size of that man, right? Coming in at close to six foot seven, 265 pounds for Darnell Washington. Yep. And, I mean, he runs a 4.64 40-yard dash. I mean, and what's more impressive about Washington, in my opinion, Jay, wasn't even the 40 it wasn't the the broad jump of 10-2. It was the short shuttle of a 4.08, yes. which was, you're talking faster than wide receivers, more quick, much faster, more yep. agile than wide receivers. I think JSNs was like a 3-9, 3-9, and Darnell Washington, I believe, had the third quickest short shuttle, period, period, Jay. Like how, that footwork, man, crazy. How do you move that fluidly at that size? Just incredible for Washington. I definitely believe believe he had the the longest, the biggest wingspan of any tight end in NFL in combine history. Uh just a freak. Eleven inch hands that were mitts. We all saw the one handed grab that he made. Uh oh. just just this is he's a first round tight end. He's a top twenty oh, yeah. pick. Footwork is nasty. The size is there. The speed is there. You go down the could list. He be tight end one for you? Yes. Like yes, if he gets drafted, he could be tight end absolutely. one, right? Absolutely. I think depending on the depending on the you, landing did you, spot. Did you see him on the blocking drill? Oh, yeah, right. So they they bro, they were doing the sled. He pushed the sled six yards, and Michael Mayer yard and a half. The tight end from Miami two yards. I'm like, how does the scout not see that and be like, we need yeah, this guy? It just right? looks it sounds like, so stupid, but it's just he's just that different. Just, just crazy. crazy strength, right? Just pushing the sled with ease. I mean, he just used his yeah. hands and chest and moved it across the board. Uh, Washington was incredible. But again, he was one of like eight tight ends that were freaking amazing. I think for me, the biggest riser at the tight end position, and shout out uh, to Mike from 4D Chess. He had been talking about his Iowa guy for the longest. But Sam Laporta went out there and was a freak, yep. right, out of Iowa. And we know the history of Iowa tight ends, Hawkinson, Fant, Kittle, you know, the list goes on. And now you've got Sam Laporta, uh, who ran a four, five, nine. you know, not as big as Musgrave or Washington, but you're talking yeah. about a player that improved his draft stock, and I don't think there's a chance in hell Sam Laporta's getting out of the second round, Jay. Zach Koontz, no. if there's anybody out there that scouted Old Dominion tight ends, I call bullshit. That's a lie. But I got to go check out some Zach Coons. Who is this guy that dropped a four five five at six foot seven? Right, ten RAS yep. score. Yeah, uh, perfect RAS score. In a year where you and we didn't even see Ken Cade do anything. And uh, that's what's uh, th crazy, this yeah. is the, there. What a time to need a tight end for fantasy. And we know not all these guys are going to hit. But if you're going to bet on somebody, you bet on the athletic, the athletic specimens, right? You just bet on the athletes that they'll get an opportunity. Collegiate production isn't always indicative of future success from the tight end position. Um, but this is this was a crazy good group of tight ends, Jay. Super impressed by these guys and really excited to see where they land, not only for the NFL draft, but definitely where we'll value them in rookie drafts. And I think that's going to be a big, a big sort of point of contention on where you take a Musgrave that lands in uh, Los Angeles, where you would take Darnell Washington yeah. if he lands in the Cincinnati, opposed to some of these receivers who we'll get to the receiver position in a minute, but you know, it's going to be interesting to see how people value those cats. 
Yeah, and that's what you mentioned is that, you know, we're we play in a lot of leagues that are some tight end premiums and stuff and I think people will have some business decisions to make because you know we talk about Sam LaPorta, his top RAS comp is none other than George Kittle, right? Like how could you not want Sam Laporta, how could you not Washington? How could you not want Kincaid? How could you not want Musgrave or even Koontz with the perfect RAS score? And and Mayer is so far down this list. But again, he's a mega producer in college, so you want him as well. And and I think what's crazy, Ray, is we we really were not weary of the idea of all these tight ends being drafted in the top 50 because we saw it in a couple mocks we did. And now it's like, oh, yeah, like they're, it's the corners yeah. and the tight ends are going to be heavily drafted in the top two rounds. And we're just going to have to get used to that because these guys are freaks and the tight end position needs it so badly. So I'm very excited to see how this pans out. But you're right. There's definitely going to be some decisions that have to be made because these tight ends are so freaky and will probably get opportunities at the NFL level. And that's just what athleticism has told us over the years is that if you're an athlete at the tight end position, you have a better shot than others. And there's so many of these guys. I'm curious how they get drafted overall because that will make an impact for us in fantasy, but they all, based off their athleticism, deserve some sort of a shot in the NFL. Give me your top five right now. Who and and let's and, and they may not be exactly in the order in which you'll have them, but who do you think are the five tight ends that are that should be the top five tight ends in this class? I think you have to make the case for Musgrave, Washington, and Mayer, obviously, in the top top five. Kincaid would be in there. I don't know what to do with the fifth one. Sam I think Laporta it might be Laporta, me. though. It's Laporta I think it'd be Laporta over Kraft. Because Kraft was also freaky. We didn't even mention he had a higher RAS score, and we expected him to perform very well. Right. So that wasn't a surprise. But Laporta just looked a little bit different. And yeah, maybe, it's that, maybe it's that Iowa bias, and we know that lineage <laughs> runs deep in the NFL. Yeah. But I think that's the order you'd go. But I think I'm coming more around on Washington potentially being, you know, the tight end two in fantasy, right? Like, he's just, he was that good. On the weekend, you know, we expected Mayer to be good. We didn't see Kincaid. We know he'll be good. He gets a lot of comps to high end tight ends, Kelsey's and stuff like people don't mm-hmm. want to say it, but that's that's where he gets comp to. But all these guys, man, will make a difference for fantasy. So I'm very excited to see where they go from here. Agreed. I, I've got top five in no particular order, but uh, Laporta, Washington, Musgrave, Mayer and um, and Kincaid. So those those should yeah. be the top five. But even after that, man, they're just there's so many that I want to take shots on. Third, fourth round of rookie drafts. Excellent group of tight ends. They went out there and performed. They did exa- they were as advertised. We've been hearing generational best tight end class in the past decade. And I think we got that. So we should be very happy oh, yeah. for fantasy football purposes. Jay, let's get to the stars of the show, though. Let's talk about the quarterbacks. Let's talk about the QB position. And it was headlined by a big three because we had all four quarterbacks there, but it was headlined by big three in their on-field performances. Uh, Let's start with Bryce Young, who checked boxes, who came in at 5'10 and a half, 204 pounds, and didn't do anything else at the combine. And I'll just say, watching all the other quarterbacks throw and then seeing Bryce Young standing right there next to him not doing anything— I just wonder if he was like, damn, man, I wish I was out here getting the oohs and ahs and showing my skill set, right? It just, that competitor in you, I wonder how he was feeling there. Like, damn, I, I want to go I want to go put some ball placement out there. I want to throw it deep. And he didn't yeah. get that opportunity to do that. And I, anybody that's listening to this or watching it, watching it live, if you're here live or you're listening later, 
there was a buzz when Levis stepped up to throw. Like, you could feel the energy from the team. Shout out to the Indianapolis crowd. Whoever was in the crowd, <laughs> they made the environment so good because you can feel a buzz when when Levis stepped up to throw. When Anthony Richardson got up there, I mean, you could, oh, I boy. mean, it, the, the buzz and the electricity, him, and then it was him and C.J. Stroud back-to-back every single time, right? Hell, crazy. even when Stetson Bennett was up there, there was just... You can yeah. tell them guys were feeling it. Like as when 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 you feel that happening and you know the crowd is buzzing for you, it's that quiet confidence, that swag that you go out there and play with, and you could feel it permeating from the screen, Jay. So let's start oh, yeah. with with Bryce Young, 5'10", 204. Does that eliminate any size concern that you have about Bryce Young? Personally, no. Um, but to your point, we're not trying to double count here with Bryce. We right. Know he was going to be short. He was. I, was he? I think it was five ten and an eight though, right? He was. Was he five ten? Okay. He's five ten and an eighth. Excuse me. Barely five eight, right? And you're gonna. They're gonna make the Kyler comps because I believe Kyler was the same size. I believe he was five ten and an eighth, and he. But he was two oh seven. Bryce was two oh four. In my opinion, they look a little bit different. Built they a look bit a little. They look a little but, different. You know, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that he wasn't two oh four, but I'm gonna say that. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he doesn't play it too. The, the we'll scale didn't lie, right? but it looks different. Yes, yes. It, so, it definitely looks different. Getting to the talent, right, with Bryce, we know it's there. And I think you made a really good point. It's unfortunate he didn't participate because to go up against your peers, to really show you are the number one pick in Indy, that would have been good for him because he is smaller. And there are going to be GMs who have size concerns with Bryce. When you see Stetson Bennett throw it from the 12, to the 30 on the other side, you're like, oh, I didn't know you had that, Stetson. So it would be nice to see Bryce Young do something like that. Does it matter in the grand scheme? Of course not. He has to be accurate. His IQ will always show up on tape and in games. And he's probably one of the most pro-ready quarterbacks in the draft right now. But it just, it gives me a little doubt, Ray. I can't lie. It gives me a little doubt seeing these guys perform, seeing them throw on, a, on the same playing field, same scale, same routes, everything. But I think that Bryce still could easily be a top two quarterback in this class. But I just wish I saw a little bit more. But I'm not concerned about the size, yeah. um, at least he, not compared to what we expected. And the weight, little concerned about the I weight. I mean, still, the weight is the weight. All, the all these guys bulked up. None of them probably play yeah. at their listed weight. We get that. He's playing in the 190s. He answered the height concerns. Don't go out there. It, because if he wouldn't have been 5'10", we would have killed him, right? So he's 5'10", oh, yeah. and an eighth, 200-plus pounds. I, I continue to say it. If Bryce Young fails, I don't be I don't believe it will be because of his size. If he fails and is not good at the NFL level, it's going to be because he was not good. And I don't believe that to be the case for Bryce. So for me, he checked the boxes. But neither here nor there, not the star of the show by any stretch. It's the other three quarterbacks that threw. Um, yeah. Will Levis, he threw in the first group, and that group was with Stetson Bennett and Bryce Dugan and like, he, he threw with not good quarterbacks right there. Yeah. Um, shout out to Bennett, who, if we're being real, think he was the best deep ball thrower there, period. Yeah. Better than Stroud, better than Nairit Bennett. And they showed it from, like, the reverse field level angle, like, down on the ground. And he's just launching them, and he's just confident, just launching them, right? Stetson Bennett was phenomenal deep throwing. And for everything where he hurt himself not participating at the Senior Bowl, the 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 law enforcement run in, I think he made up for it. I think he's a the a prototypical backup quarterback that if you have a team with a with a Joe Burrow, a Dak Prescott, yeah. a Justin Herbert, 
I would love to draft that guy in the fourth or fifth round to be a backup to where if anything happened to my starter, I can throw Stetson Bennett out there for a week or two and the offense shouldn't shouldn't sink, right? He was a plus-level athlete. He should be able to command it for a couple of weeks. I don't think he's some starter in the NFL, but a premier backup would love to see Stetson Bennett. But Will yeah. Levis, um, there's a lot of hate out there. People just don't like old Will Levis, man. Uh, he looks the part. I thought he threw the ball very well, especially on those dig routes, uh, those slant mm. routes. You know, the out route is tough. The time, the whole, that whole performance, right? All those quarterbacks missed some throws. Even Stroud late was missing a couple of yeah. throws. There's no chemistry with the wide receivers. You're just trying to put the ball not in harm's way and not throw ducks out there. And I thought Will Levis did a good job, Jay. I, I don't know why people would look at that performance and think, oh, this was a bad combine. He was mm. athletically, you talk about his athleticism, 10-4 broad jump, I mean, he didn't yeah. run the 40, but he had some better athletic testing measurables than some of the damn running backs and wide receivers. So you're talking about a player who's got the prototypical size. Apparently, he was phenomenal in interviews all week, threw the yeah. ball well. I thought Will Levis did a good job of sort of cementing himself as a top 10 pick in this class. Yeah, no, I think I think the only thing with Levis that was surprising was that it seemed like during some throws, he almost left them short. And from a yep. player with Levis's arm strength, I'm like, Really? You're leaving throws short? But like you said, it's timing. It's all these various things. Um, and I think what was funny is watching him throw the deep ball, he kind of like ramped up each throw. First throw was a little bit shorter. Then he went longer and went longer. I'm like, oh, he might be able to go even longer than that. He's just, you know, slowly ramping up. But I think it was almost unfair for Levis because watching him next to those other guys, he's 6'4", he's 220. Everyone else is like six feet tall, maybe 200 pounds. So he just looks like a monster next to all these guys versus A. Rich and Stroud, who they're obviously comparables but yeah, I think you're right. I think he's probably going to be a top 10 pick. I don't think he did anything to hurt himself. No. Like you mentioned, the interviews would have been great for him. He threw the ball very well. When he was on, you could tell. When he made a good throw, it was like, damn, that's different from everyone else in this group. Now, again, he wasn't with any of the other elite quarterbacks in the group, but even still, he did look much different. And I think, you know, talking about him as a top 10 pick is definitely warranted. And I think, but we fully expect to see that. But it's crazy how... As good as he was, he still feels like the clear number four yep. at quarterback. Yep, he does. He is. And he and that's the key takeaway. He's going to be a top 10 pick. I think he helped himself at the combine. He's still QB4. Like he's, yeah. whether that's community sentiment, play, anything, he's still the fourth quarterback. And, uh, you know, Richardson and Stroud, Jay, I'll say this. I thought early on, I mean, Stroud was perfect. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I mean, his, he called himself, and they were talking about him in, in some of the interviews that he talked about, he calls himself a ball placement specialist, and that was on display mm. from the first rep with, you know, receivers he had never worked with, dotting up cats. Like, it was just, it was clinic. incredible. A clinic, exactly. A clinic for C.J. Stroud. Jay, he's probably, probably, would you say, the safest quarterback in this class to where uh, there's just, if if you just want safety, you don't want to swing for the fences, you, is C.J. Stroud just the safest quarterback in this class? Without question. Without question. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and you, and we, you, you um, talk about his ball placement, his accuracy. He broke the record at the Elite 11 finals, mm -hmm. right? Like, he mm -hmm. broke the quarterback record for score, and he didn't miss a single pass the whole time. That and so you crazy. see him do it at the combine when he's doing this in high school. You're like, yeah, like he really does this. But you're talking about safety. He's <laughs> he got really the does this. Yeah. Like, but it's it's one of those things. Yeah. Like, it just seems like a moment. But it's like, oh, no, he's really like this. Like, he's really yeah. that perfect. 
But that's what you need at the NFL level. And I think it was um, Shane Steichen, right? Because CJ Stroud is so closely linked to the Colts. Yep. Steichen's the one who said at the combine that he wants an accurate, accurate quarterback. quarterback. And it's one of the reasons why they're so linked to CJ Stroud because he's, I think clearly he's the most accurate quarterback yes. with the stature, has the mobility, and he's just on time every time. Every and time. And when you get him with his receivers and you could say, oh, well, he played with Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jack Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr., but he elevates them to some degree as well. And I think you're seeing that more and more the more we see CJ Stroud. And I think, you know, Ray, I would be shocked if he wasn't a top five pick, but I think he may even be in the top three. Like, I think we're almost at the territory where we may see three quarterbacks in the top five and potentially even three straight quarterbacks off the rip. So what we were hearing, Draft Network exclusive, right? Uh, we were hearing that the Colts are zeroed in on him. Like, that's who yeah. they want and probably going to move up to get him. So I wouldn't be shocked if he's the number one overall pick. And if you put C.J. Stroud in that offense with those, they're athletic playmakers, right? They're, they're unproven receiving core, but Pierce, Pittman, Woods, Cox, yeah. and, and Jonathan Taylor in that division, indoors yeah. in a dome, uh, he's Lights probably going to be pretty good. He's probably going to be pretty good. So CJ Stroud, shout out to him. I thought he was phenomenal, man. I, I I expected him to look good and shine in those drills because that's what he did in high school. That's what he. Did. I didn't expect him to look that good. I mean, he was poetry poetic watching yeah. him. But the freak show, Jay, the freak show, Anthony Richardson. Um, you got people out there talking about, oh, don't. Don't we knew he would be athletic. Oh, we knew you didn't know he'd be all time yeah. great athletic. Nobody knew that. No, not a soul. Very few people saw that level of athleticism coming. Literally, Jay, the most athletic quarterback prospect that we've ever seen come through. Let me yeah. say that it again, man. Close. Right, let me. And he did it everything with ease. 40 and a half inch vertical jump. What, 10-9 broad jump. 4-4-4, 40-yard four, yep. four, four, four dash. Probably could have ran faster, but you saw after the first one, he just smiled, Didn't even run jogged again. off, and said, I just checked that box for y'all. I just checked that box. And and is is physically sculpted as Will Levis looked, Anthony Richardson looked a little bit different. And I think it was Daniel Jeremiah who tweeted out, that on the field, he said, CJ, uh, uh, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson looks look different than any other quarterback down there, just from a physical makeup. You yeah. look at him, and I'm just like, this oh, is... Oh, boy. Let me just get... It, it. And what was impressive about Richardson is he did have to throw right after, or was it right before or right after CJ Stroud? So yeah. you're going up right after a guy that looks like a surgeon. And you know what? He held his own. He he oh, yeah. did not look out of place. Was every throw pinpoint perfect? No. The first one normally is a little off. And then the second the second one's better than the first one. The third one's better than the second one. But that's Anthony Richardson, right? He's a rhythm thrower. He's got to get into it. CJ Stroud could wake up out of bed and just dot people up. Hey, Rich has got to warm that engine up before he gets going. But you know that with him. But when you're talking about a player that's 6'4 half, Jay, 244 pounds, and he may have slimmed down for the combine to run faster, but yeah. you're literally talking about the most athletic quarterback prospect we in the history of football, Jay Rich. We've never seen somebody like him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 
I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to bury the lead. If you're going, if there were ever a time in fantasy football to use one single rookie pick on a quarterback that has the potential to be a game breaker, how on earth could you in your right mind pass on the most athletic quarterback prospect we have ever seen? I'm not passing on it, it, Jay. Like, just let that sink in one more time. Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, Josh, all these athletic marvels that get to the NFL and when coached and groomed right, they have been mega producers for us in fantasy football. We are staring at the most athletic, physically athletic quarterback prospect to come through this event ever. And you want to scratch your head and say, ah, I don't want to, nah, I'm going to pass on that. I'll get another running quarterback next year. There is no one like A-Rich next year. No Cam Ward. There's nobody like this kid coming down the pipeline, Jay. And we participate in Debbie and C2C leagues that I can see even coming in the next four or five years. Yeah. So if there were ever a time to take that swing, you take the swing on the freak. You take yeah. there ain't, and, and 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 I don't know if this is in relation to what we're saying. That's what I thought about Lance. Lance ain't nowhere close to Anthony Richardson as an athletic marvel. No, we've never. What's his RAS score, Jay? Ten. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. But Ray, what's crazy? It's like if you actually compare the numbers to him and Cam Newton, who was the previous ten. They're still not close. They're it's not like even he is close. Much more athletic than Cam Newton. I think he was 0.2 seconds faster than him in the 40. What? Like it's insane what he did. Insane. And, I don't and, know what his speed score was. And, probably. And, and, and here's Brandon. Stop saying you never saw anything like Richardson, Vic, Jackson, Newton. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Go look at the numbers. He blows Cam Newton's athleticism out of the water. Go look at it, Brandon. Go look at it. I'm not telling you anything that's not backed up by data. We have the data right here. His scores versus Cam Newton's are superior. There is no debate. Go look at it. Go be, Go do some research and go look it up. He's the most athletic quarterback prospect to come through that we have seen. I don't care who you're talking about. At 6'4", 245, we've not seen anything like him. Go do your research. Go do it. I mean, come yeah. on, man. If, if you're going to come in here talking that talk, make sure you got everything you need to back up that walk and you ain't backing it up. Most athletic. If you're going to take the swing, take I'm taking the swing on Anthony Richardson, Jay. There, there's no, in my mind, if you want to play safe with C.J. Stroud, I'm not going to knock you for it. I'm not going to yeah. tell you that's a bad pick. I think C.J. Stroud's a freaking monster. I think he's going to be awesome. But he, but he needs to be Burrow. He needs to be Burrow. You know what I mean? I, I just, I'm, I'm not going to argue anybody who has Stroud or if you're saying Bryce Young's my guy right? Saying Bryce Young's my guy. Not going to argue that. I'm just talking about what we're looking for. for I'm, Jay, I'm not trying to win a Super Bowl. I ain't trying to win sure. a Super I'm trying to score fantasy points. I'm not trying to win a Super Bowl. I don't give a damn about winning. The Bears ain't winning me no Super Bowl, but you know what? Justin Fields is out there helping me, helping me win fantasy championships, right? And this is why I've been saying, for how long, Jay, have I been saying there needs to be a conversation Ooh. Since at least February, since, probably even January. I think even before then, even yeah. before then, back in August, back in April of 2022, yeah. I've been saying that Anthony Richardson, if he performs and gets the capital, should be in the conversation for the top quarterback in Superflex Dynasty drafts. We've done rookie mocks where I've taken him over all of the quarterbacks, Jay, and people want to, oh, this is crazy. This is a hot take bullshit. Now you're starting to see more and more fantasy analysts, Jay, and it's something – 
Isn't it something They're OGQ's been saying? OJQ's been saying it for months now, and now you're starting to see, well, one-on-one, there's a conversation. Well, you know, if you're going to take a swing on QB1, I'd take that Anthony Richardson. Isn't that yep. funny? Who's laughing now? Yep. Who's I mean, laughing you've been now? saying it, right? There's, there's only so many guys who have a chance to crack that top seven, top eight, which really isn't... It, the bar is so high, but A-Rich is, even in this class... He's the only guy I think who could do it. And I, I, Ray, I do want to ask you this question because Andrew asked in the chat. If you were just to give a percentage that you think that A-Rich hits the top six at in quarterback, the, what, in, what, what, in like in fantasy, in fantasy, what percentage tough. chance would you give that? But like, to your point, he's the only one that I see a clear path to hitting that. Because even with Levis, I, I really don't know what to expect from him from an athleticism standpoint in the NFL because we didn't really see him test that well. He's a monster. He's huge. But you look at Stroud, he has to be Burrow. You look at Bryce and you're like, I don't really even see the path to top 10, top, especially top not six top is eight. Top six Jay. Top six is, I mean, you're you talking. Gotta be, you got to be Tua of this season, and that's still a like catching lightning in the bottle moment when Tua hit that top six, top seven at quarterback this season. And now he's not even in the top 12. And that was yeah. literally coming off the game against Baltimore, throwing for 400 yards, six touchdowns. People were like, Tua, we need Tua, we need Tua, we need Tua. But now they're like, uh, I don't know about Tua. And it's concussions, but it's also just the play and the style and the quarterback. Averich is the only one who has that staying power in that top six. Jay, give me your uh, give me your top five. Well, give me your how would you rank the quarterbacks? Right, just for you. It doesn't. This is not what Ray thinks. Like, if you yeah. had to draft today in Superflex, how would you personally prioritize the quarterbacks? And I know this isn't your final stuff, but I just. Gut feel after what we've seen, what we know, new information. Where are you at? So, Ray, where I struggle, honestly, is with Bryce Young. I don't know if I would put A-Rich at one. Um, it would probably still be Stroud. I've kind of been saying it. And I just prefer passing quarterbacks, which, again, fantasy, it's different. But it's just, you know, how I've always kind of drafted. And he's just so good. And I just love the floor of Stroud. I think he's a top 10 guy. It, Richardson obviously has the highest ceiling. But with Bryce... This, the where, where I struggle, Ray, and Levis, Levis is obviously fourth, but where I struggle, Ray, is if we think that Stroud is the safest quarterback in this class, and I don't know if it's that close, we know that Bryce is a talented quarterback, but we still have concerns. A. Rich is clearly the highest upside quarterback in this class. Should Easy. be number one or number two. How do we not put Bryce at three? And that's my question for you. And, and you can give me your rankings, um, but... I struggle with Bryce. I don't know. I don't know the reason to take him unless you truly believe he's that much better than Stroud. And I don't personally. It's it's tough, man. Um, I, I can I, I truly believe, and this is not a cop out answer, Jay. I think it's really going to come down to the type of roster that you already have assembled prior to that pick. I would truly want to know who are your quarterbacks right now. If your quarterbacks yeah, are sure. Kirk Cousins and Kenny Pickett. I mean, you may just need you. You may need to just not. Well, you may need you may just need to play it safe. Like I can't screw that. I can't miss. That's fair. Like I just need if if you're if it's like Cousins and Pickett or what if you have you know there's some rosters that have Mahomes and Hurts. You went up and got two Bam tier quarterbacks. Gives you a little more flexibility to swing for the fences, right? I I truly believe it is not a one size fits all. This is QB one, two, three, four. And no matter who you are or what your roster looks like, this is how you draft these guys. I would, yeah. if if I were trying to give actionable advice, it would truly be dependent on what your quarterback room looks like. Because in this 
QB landscape, right? This market oh. in Superflex, it's brutal, man. You don't feel good about damn near anybody outside of that top eight, top nine. You're kind of like once you Lance get to Dak, you're like, eh, to, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Daniel Jones, Even Trey Kyler. Lance, Kyler's like, hurt. It's it's just very shaky after that. After that, you know, that top eight or nine. So yeah. my my answer is going to be. Here's how I would personally swing for it right now. I would say Anthony Richardson is still my one. I mean, nothing has changed for me. He was my QB one, assuming yeah. he gets the draft capital. Swing, right? I'm willing to he, take he the will, swing. Yeah. And I'm not a coward like a lot of people out there that are so scared to say it. I'm willing to take the swing. I'm willing, I'm willing to bet on the talent of that kid. If it blows up, you know what? If I truly earned that top pick, that 101, that 102, and I take that swing and miss then I'm going to be in the same boat next year with Drake May and Caleb Williams. I'll get one of those guys, right? Like, it's just not going to work out. But I am willing to bet on the most athletically gifted quarterback that we've seen come through from a physical attribute standpoint. It, Jay, and, and we always look for micro data points. You know who the NFL exec said had the best interviews of all the quarterbacks there? Was it A-Rich? I Anthony heard he had Richardson. Really good interviews. Anthony yeah. Richardson. They said he blew execs and coaches away in the interview process. And you might think, oh, that's not a big deal. It is a big deal. Like yeah. it, the combine, a lot of people say the combine doesn't matter. It absolutely matters. Maybe not from the sense of it matters for fantasy production, but it does matter as far as where these players get drafted and their projected draft capital, right? So you go out there and blow up the combine and elevate yourself from a fourth round pick to a second round pick, it matters for fantasy. You go out there and shit the bed and you drop from a second round pick to a fifth round pick, it matters for fantasy football purposes. And by all indications, he smashed. He passed every test. If you're out yeah. there hating on Anthony Richardson today, I feel sorry for you because you just look salty. You look salty as hell. There's the... There is no reason you should walk away from what we saw at the combine and be like, man, I don't, that nah, wasn't I don't that, know. that, I don't know. Stop being a hater. Stop yeah. being salty. Stop pouring that Morton's out. Stop salt baying it. Give him his credit. He went out there. Not only did he check boxes, he kicked the damn door down. And now, just like I've been saying for months, it is a conversation in Superflex. I'm not talking about your home fish eight-man leagues where y'all are just dicking around out there playing around. But in sharp competitive dynasty leagues, it is a conversation. Anthony Richardson at 101 is a conversation. I stand by it wholeheartedly. I don't give a damn what anybody says. QB1 in the right format. Sign me up. Hey, Rich. Told yeah. you. Told you. You did? Told you. Did. you. It will be a conversation, and now you're seeing a bunch of people talk that talk about A-Rich now at the 101. I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm not saying it's the right move for your roster, but damn it for me, if he's sitting there, and that's – I have no problem taking a shot on him, man. No problem yeah. at all, Jay. And that's, and that's the take that I think that people want to hear, right? It's not so much – you know, team construction matters and all these things matter. And, and if we're giving realistic advice, this is how we would approach the conversation. But for you, Ray GQ, when you are looking to get a quarterback, this is the guy you're going to take because you play in leagues with people that are in the discord like me that understand the value of an elite quarterback. And they are so difficult to obtain, but they also come with a very high price tag. So if you do hit one, it's going to be lights out for you in fantasy. And like you mentioned, just absolute game breaker. The only guy we've talked about for months that has a top six ceiling 
And uh, I totally get it, man. I think it makes a lot of sense. And if and that's where the conversation is tough. But team construction matters. But if you, Ray, or whoever you are out there listening, wants to take a shot, I, f- I support it 100% because yeah, he really could be that next big thing. Here, I'm just telling you what I've heard, that the floor is five. Seattle, um, very yeah, much interested. Yeah, people are talking about Seattle now. Seattle, it's very um, yeah. And what's interesting is the, the Panthers may have to move up. I mean, if Stroud yep, goes one they're to behind. Indy, they're behind Andy Vegas Houston. and Atlanta, who we also heard could be moving up. Atlanta might be. So that's really interesting because we didn't expect that. Yeah. And they so apparently interviewed all the quarterbacks. All the quarterbacks. And we're not even – let's not even talk. We, we'll save Lamar Jackson for another day. Uh, oh, yeah. let's, move to, let's move to the running backs, Jay, because I thought this group okay. was solid across the board at the running back position, man. Um, you know, let's start with the big dog. Bijan Robinson, Jay, went out there, and I thought he solidified himself as the best running back in this class. And oh, yeah. And went out there and ran a 4-4-6. A lot of people were questioning his long speed. And if you watch any of Bijan Robinson's tape, I, I really, even if it was a 4-5, it wouldn't have mattered to me, Jay, because his game mm. is not predicated on 90-yard runs, right? He's just, he's good at everything. He's a beautiful, phenomenal pass catcher. Um, his lateral quickness, contact balance, his vision, he does everything well, Um what he didn't do, I think some people, and even me to a degree, I expected him to go out there and put on freak show level performance, and we walk away yeah. being like, this is the greatest running back prospect of all time. And I, I, I'm with Jake here. I don't believe he is Saquon. He's not Saquon Barkley, right? Saquon was 230 and ran a 4-4 flat. I mean, yeah. JT was damn near that and ran a 4-3-9, I believe. So yeah, he, he's, not, he's not freak show. But he's close, right? One five two split, ten four broad jump, thirty seven inch vertical jump. Didn't do any of the agility drills, but cemented himself yeah. as the top running back in this class. And there, I know there may be some Gibbs over Bijan Robinson takes today, but it should not be. Gibbs was phenomenal, but that shouldn't be the case. Bijan came in a little lighter than we expected at two hundred fifteen pounds. Jay was listed at two twenty, probably slimmed up to make sure he ran that ran that fast forty. But if we're just being real, right, I think a lot of people expected generational type performance testing, and he didn't do that. That doesn't mean he did. He tested great. Let me say that again. He was fantastic. He was phenomenal. But he did not test like a super freak in which we have never seen the likes of a a B. John Robinson before. But in my opinion, solidified himself as uh, the top running back. And we don't need to spend a ton of time on B. John. He's RB1. Jameer Gibbs checking in right under 200 pounds, five foot nine, yeah. 199, goes out there, runs a 436. Did you see the like bonus footage of Jameer Gibbs that wasn't no. aired on TV? Him and Devon A. Chain, after the running backs cleared, they stayed on the field and they re- did receiving drills. They did receiver work. Okay. Yeah. So I saw that this morning. Him and Jameer Gib- uh, A. Chain and Gibbs did receiving work. I believe that Jameer Gibbs is probably in a tier of his own in in as like RB2 tier of his own. I don't think there's anybody else for me that sort of jumps into that tier. I think the biggest question, Mark Jay, is what do you do after RB2? Because we have been talking about different names. Um, Zach Charbonnet, uh, Sean yep. Tucker, Zach Evans, Kendra Miller, Roshan Johnson, Devon A-Chain. And, um, and and my boy Marcus is in the is in the group. Shout out to my dog Marcus. Marcus played 
on that 05 uh, national championship team in Texas, big time tapped in. And he said, if you expect a general uh, generalization, like general, uh, what is it? What's generational? generational. Yeah, generational. testing. You didn't spend enough time watching B. John Robinson play weekend. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he's not, yeah. that's not his game. That doesn't but the mean long he's... speed was unexpected, though. I don't think we expect him to run as fast as he did. So that I was, thought he was, was about a, a high four 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 five guy, but that's that's not yeah. his game. So, like Marcus said, if you expected a generational testing performance, you probably didn't watch Bijan enough. But that RB three role, there was a lot of people saying a lot of different things. Roshan Johnson, A Chain, yep, Jay, um, A Chain four three two, and he came in listed exactly about what he was listed at at A and M. He's listed at five nine one eighty five. He came in 5'8 and a half, 188. So we've been talking about A-Chain and saying that he's going to be the player that's going to put a lot of Dynasty Gamers process to the test because we knew he's not going to be 200 pounds, but we knew he would be fast. We knew he would look smooth. He was an SEC producer. And I think with this time, A-Chain probably cemented himself at being conservative, Jay, as a second round pick floor. Like, I don't think he's falling out of the second round. When you're that fast, when you played in the SEC, when you have the ability to be a dynamic weapon out of the backfield, I do not believe Devon A-Chain at that size with that speed is falling out of the second round. But my question to you, Jay, is, I mean, who is the RB3? Because I'm looking at it and I feel like it's just a cluster of a bunch of running backs just kind of smashed together. Zach Evans didn't test. I, I will yeah. just say that I am so disappointed in Sean Tucker because yeah. he's the one that could have went out there, ran a blazing fast 40 time and then got the world buzzing. Like, take me serious. He came in at five, nine, two Oh seven and he opts out. And I'm like, was he hurt or did he just gain weight and was for afraid to run? I was disappointed that Sean Tucker did not run because I think he could have made himself a lot of money at the combine. And now you got to lean on a Syracuse running back, at his pro day. And I've been saying that about Tucker yeah. the whole time. I know it feels lazy, but he's a Syracuse running back. And you just, we just have not seen many running backs come out of Syracuse and, and be productive, right? Tajay Spears. I thought this was an opportunity for him to potentially submit himself as the RB three in the class coming off of an incredible senior bowl comes in at five ten two Oh one check some boxes there. He doesn't test, right? Kendra Miller, we know he's hurt. Zach Evans said he has a hamstring injury. I'm I'm about this close to being done with Zach Evans. I mean, I'm about this close because the tape ain't all that. And then he's 5'11", 202, so BMI-wise, that's not as good. Roshan yeah. Johnson, I think people thought Roshan, and, and we saw this yesterday, Jay, people thought Roshan was going to go out there and freak show it as well, and he didn't do that. He was a 4'5", which is still fine. There's nothing wrong with 4'5", but people were expecting freak show. Bigsby, I saw today on NFL.com, I thought Bigsby was fine. They were like, he was one of the losers at running back at, with a 4-5, really? 4-5-6. Yeah, man, that's that's in the article. And then Zach Charbonnet, listen, Charbonnet slimmed down. six foot two fourteen. official 4-5-3. Yeah. I think it's after sleep, it's good enough. I think Charbonnet's fine. I, I, if you're going to say I'd rather have this player over Charbonnet, I'm not going to knock it, but he's not going to be outside of my top five running backs. I think... This is fine for him. This is, again, Charbonnet is not some deep blazer. He's not some A-chain type running back either. So when we're looking at this class, man, I think the big loser for me was Kenny McIntosh. I didn't expect okay. Kenny McIntosh to be uh, a, a plus 4-5 athlete. I didn't expect that. And I know a lot of 40 stuff is technique, but, I mean, uh, you know, he was down there with the third slowest 40-yard dash time. His speed score wasn't very good. This just yeah. doesn't look good for Kenny McIntosh right now. And 
I got to give props to Chase Brown, who had a shaky week at the Senior Bowl, man. I mean, mm -hmm. you could argue he was like the fourth, fifth, sixth best running back at, in Mobile. And he goes out there, he and his brother, Sidney, which I pray the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> draft. Um, but Chase Brown went out there and checked boxes, man. And you knew it. You watched the tape. He's not super shifty, but straight line speed, his ability to handle carries, coming in a little bit shorter, a little bit heavier, dropping that 4-4-3, having that speed score. I think Chase Brown made himself a little bit of money yesterday or over the past weekend. Wherever he was at, maybe you can even bump him up around. I'm seeing he's probably going to be a day two pick now, so very happy because I like Chase Brown a lot. But give me your thoughts on this running back class, Jay, and at least the players we did see, and if you want to touch on some of the ones we did not see. Yeah, I mean, you made a lot of cases about Charbonnet, about Tajay. Um, I feel like Tajay is a little bit interesting for me because I do think you could potentially make the case for him as RB3 because of how well he played at the Senior Bowl. He still looked amazing in the drills. Like, I don't know if I would go there yet, but the only guy I think that, at least in my opinion, I wouldn't say lost money, but I expected to be better was actually Roshan Johnson. He didn't look as good as I hoped he would, and maybe that's just compared to all of his peers where Bigsby looked great in the drills. He ran, you know, good enough for him, for his size. Charbonnet, same type of thing. And, and Roshan wasn't slow, but I hoped he no, would be he a little slow. bit faster. And he's big, too, so the speed score was still okay. You're talking about Charbonnet, second-highest RAS score of the running backs behind Bijan Robinson. And there was another running back as well who I think was at the very, very top, but he's, he's not a guy that we're probably going to talk about for fantasy. But Chase Brown and Evan Hall, right? Because if you remember, when we were at the Senior Bowl, I was like, man, Chase Brown and Evan Hall look a lot closer, a lot more similar than I realized. And then you see them run, and Evan Hall was someone I thought potentially made himself some money. He wasn't the guy that you ever saw going high in some of these drafts, but he he ran really well. He was pretty good in the drills. We know he can catch passes. We'll see how he is in pass protection. He has to get a little better in that area, but a lot of guys do. But him and Chase Brown, I think, both made themselves some money. And like, But I think, you know, when we talk about RB3, I think it has to be Charbonnet because if you're talking about a back Charbonnet that we think over is the most Charbonnet over I think so. I think I'm just going with the prototypical complete back. Speed score was there. The RAS score was very, very high, which again does favor the larger running backs. I mm -hmm. wish he was a little bit heavier because he did because of what he ran. But what he ran and in particular, his 10 yard split was the was the key number here. His 10 yard split was was a 9.06. The rest of his time was a little bit slower relative to other backs, but his 10 yard split was very fast. So when he's getting and exploding listen, through the hole in the first uh, uh, 10 yards, that is really good. And what we listen, want from some of these backs. Listen, I we talked about this last week and intuitively, like if we're just using yeah. football common sense, 10-yard split makes sense to me. Like I'm just, yeah. let me start off by saying that. It makes sense that I would want my running backs to have a ten, fast 10-yard ten split. We looked yeah. at the data. There's zero correlation between fantasy yeah. success and 10-yard split. So there's a lot of people hanging on that 10-yard split today. And we literally looked at this. My girl, Joe, we were talking about it. She went and pulled the tweet. There's no correlation between fantasy success and 10-yard split. So... Uh, that, to me, that fe that feels like you're hanging on by a thread. If that's if that's the foundation, no, the just, basis of your just, argument, it was surprising. I it was surprising, right? So you compare it to his his twenty and his forty; they're much slower relative to the group. So he's fastest at the beginning of his run, which is fine for a running back of his size. And Ray, he also jumped higher than A Chain, which was surprising with his thirty seven inch vert. Charbonnet was good. Charbonnet was. Yeah. I think take a step. That's why. When we did our, when I did my live stream last night with the Discord, patreon.com yeah. forward slash all gas. Discord's blowing up, by the way. My God. Oh my goodness. It is going Join crazy. The squad. But I said, but I said, let's take it, let's relax, sleep on it. I don't know why you would be disappointed in Charbonnet. Like, I don't think anybody should be. I don't know what the hell we, ex what you expected him to do, but I thought he performed very well. And 
it, for me, it is between him and A-Chain, again, is going to be the one that's going to put people's process to the test because he's never going to be a 20-carry-per-game guy, but if he's he is a weapon. So I think landing spot is really, really going to matter where some of these oh, back yeah. gets, backs get drafted, Jay, um, because I think it is a cluster. We didn't talk about Evan Hall, who he did well at the Senior Bowl and uh, performed at the Combine. you got to give Evan yeah. Hall his credit and flowers. Uh, Denrick Prince from Tulsa knew nothing about this kid at all. Yeah. Didn't even didn't even film grade him out. Um, but he checked the boxes from a size standpoint. Uh, six foot two sixteen. He goes out there and damn near goes sub four four. Uh, we need to be paying attention to him. He's probably one of those mid round running backs that gets drafted and people don't like Tyrion Davis Price. No one really knew who TDP yeah. was. Gets the capital and you're trying to scramble to figure out what type of player he is. Uh, you know, let me just ask you about like Deuce Vaughn because I'm watching him go through the drills and my goodness, Jay, um, the footwork is probably better than any running back out yeah. there. It's five, five, one seventy something, man. I mean, it's can't, can you, can you, can you, needs, tell, can you sell me Scott? That's, but can and, you sell me on that? Can you tell me he's going to be like, can you, can he be productive? No, like may like the the outlier he would have to be would be insane. And, and I'm not saying you can't take him, but he just Ray. If we're being honest, he feels like a wasted. He will be drafted in rookie drafts because he's Deuce Vaughn because he had a phenomenal production profile. But if we're just being realistic and honest about his prospect at the NFL level, and we don't even know what he runs, like he may run a four six. And if he if he was you know maybe not a chain level fast, but if he was closer to that a four four i'm like okay he can get on the edge he can make some plays even at his size but at that size and weight it's just like how do you possibly expect him to get more than 10 yeah. opportunities a game yeah no he won't i i right? i love the, the thing is if you just turn on the tape and you were just grading the players by the tape he's one of the better running backs in the class the film is outstanding he's it's been the lead back in a p5 conference for the past yeah. two years. Um, but at that size, it, it's tough to get behind them. I, I don't maybe a fourth round rookie draft pick, Jay. Maybe I I'd I'd spend on them, but even then, I'd I, I would rather would have you rather take would you rather take a Mo Ibrahim, who we know has the size, <sighs> production profile, big ten, maybe a little slower, injury concern from from college at least. But I mean, if you're just betting on a guy like Chris Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah, Dwayne McBride. Right. If he's down there, it's and then how'd you feel about Eric Gray? Because Eric Gray was someone we liked as well. I thought yeah. he looked pretty good in the drills. He was I expected all right him to look better. To yeah, he was okay. He's a day three running back, and that's the that's yeah. the issue with this running. What here's here's the here's the big takeaway. You've got I think right now today. Bijan, and this is in no order. Gibbs, Charbonnet, A Chain, probably Chase Brown. Ro and let me just tell y'all what I've been, and I've been saying this, Jay, to the patrons for, for weeks now. Everything that I'm hearing about Roshan Johnson and his draft capital, he's going to get it. But it's not just because he's some dynamic running back. It's everything yeah. he does in conjunction with running the ball. It's his pass protections, his ability to play on special teams, it's his ability to do different things in an offense, not necessarily turn around and be the bell cow for an NFL team. So I do think Roshan's still going to get Maybe that same Brian Robinson third, fourth round capital. But after that, man, it's just a cluster of running backs. It's just a big 
cluster that they're going to be drafted between round three and round six. And I'm going to have to lean on landing spot and not necessarily capital because I think a lot of these guys are going to get drafted in the same range. And you're just going to have to look and be like, do you want Tank Bigsby who lands on Detroit or do you want uh, Roshan Johnson that lands on Philadelphia or whatever the case may be, man? Yeah. Yeah. Ricardo, I called him the garbage man RB and that's not a that's not a slight to him. He does all the dirty things that no other running back wants to do. And he can handle the ball and catch it out of the backfield. And I think that's Roshan Johnson. So overall, good running backs and disappointing the ones we didn't see. I, the only one, Kendra Miller is the one where he's got a legit, I mean, he tore his knee yeah. up versus Michigan. So not ready to go, but 5'11", 215 pounds. was the other one. Abanacanda, 216, tweaked yeah. his hand. He's going to run at pro day. I think Texas's pro day is later this week, so we'll get updated pro day times. And I mean, I wanted to see you do it in 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 Indy, not at your pro day with the juiced up times. Yeah. So let's move to wide receivers, Jay. And uh, for me, going into it, we talked about who would be the biggest riser. I was on a show with football guys uh, last week, and I said Denzel. Not Denzel. I keep calling him Denzel. Marvin Mims was going to be my big wide receiver riser after the combine, and I think he crushed yeah. it. I, I think Marvin Mims. Um, overall, probably the best wide receiver performance out of any receiver. If we're saying the one that tested, did everything, 438, 39 and a half inch broad jump, uh, vertical jump, 10 foot nine inch broad jump, 693 cone drill, um, 511, 183, and all those deep bombs that A Rich was throwing, Marvin oh, Mims yeah. is right into it. I think Marvin Mims had the best overall wide receiver combine. Literally, the best, yep. right? The best. Marvin Mims, he did everything, and he excelled in everything. I do believe that my boy Jackson Smith and Jigba solidified himself as wide receiver one in the class. I think he solidified it for me. And if anything, him not running the 40, I don't think it hurt him at all because he had elite short area quickness and that's what jackson smith and jigba's game is predicated on it's not running go routes it's not running nines it's not running it's not doing that it's getting open and being able to command volume from the slot and that's what he's going to be he's going to be a mega slot producer i believe from day one and in my opinion with the times that he put up in those short shuttle events solidified himself jay as the wide receiver one in this class 6.59 three cone incredible 10 and a half inch broad jump 35 inch vertical jump 3.93 short shuttle and again just because he's a freak darnell washington 4.08 short (laughs) shuttle so right there him and jsn moving put darnell on the slot but are you are you there with jackson smith and jigba 6-1 right at 200 pounds elite short area quickness quickness where are you at yeah i how could you not be ray and i think what what the biggest thing with JSM was, yeah, he didn't run the 40, but he looked pretty fast running those routes. Looked good to me. Right? The, the play speed and, and the actual game speed looked good for him. And it's funny because, you know, he didn't run he didn't run the 40 because of he, he tweaked his hamstring and he was about two weeks out from being fully healthy. But you can clearly see that Jack Smith and Jigba can run routes in his sleep. He didn't need to train for that aspect of the combine. No. He just went out there and he just did it. And he looked fluid, effortless. Uh, and I think it speaks more to who maybe didn't look as good. Jordan Addison, we'll get to him, didn't look as good. QJ was pretty good. And QJ was good. Thing with, QJ with looked JSN, good. So the other thing with JSN is he came in a little bit bigger than I expected versus pretty much every other receiver came in smaller than I was expecting them to be, right? And I think that's where he separated himself as well is that you look at some of these guys and you're like, 
oh, like these guys are tiny, tiny. So I think that JSN is going to be a really good NFL receiver and easily wide receiver one, but I don't think he should be labeled as a slot, man. I really don't. Okay. Like, he's a guy that I think is so talented on the outside. We labeled Chris Olave as a slot receiver because that's what he did at Ohio State. He had some outside skills. I think JSN, because of the way he runs routes, can still win outside regardless of his speed. It's, it's no different than, I mean, I don't want to go to Antonio Brown, but people knocked him for his speed, but his route running on the outside made up for that. And JSN, and we've seen it from, you know, Joe brought up Keenan Allen. You may see similar things yeah, Joe, from those guys. Oh, Jimbo. Yes, well, well, well about I, Mango. Let, let, me, let me touch on this, because Joe says JSN yeah. is in the Keenan Allen wide receiver tree. Some people were saying that before the combine, and I was like, Keenan Allen was a, like elite short area quickness, so I wasn't ready to go yeah. there yet. Yeah. I, I'm, there. I'm, I'm there. He ain't no, he's Jarvis Landry was the one because we were like, I don't know how fast he, I, he's, he's much more talented than Jarvis Landry. I think he cements himself as wide receiver one. I thought QJ looked phenomenal and it makes sense. Like when you look at Quentin Johnson's ability to make defenders miss the short area yeah. quickness, his run after the catch ability, which we talk about is his superpower. Him being six, two opposed to six, four, it, it kind of makes that make sense a little bit more to me because I'm like, damn, yeah. at 6'4 and that long and lanky, you're able to move like that. He came in much smaller than he was listed. He's listed at 6'4", 215, and he came in at 6'2", 208. So for me, I kind of like that for QJ. And I know, I know, oh, man, you like it because he's – well, it just makes more sense for me of how he plays. Yeah. I thought he looked good. I thought he looked good on the on-field drills. He caught everything. There's that hot yep. Max Duggan, his boy, tried to. I don't know if he was trying to hang him out the dryer. He wanted to make him look good, but threw that out route real high, and QJ had to elevate to go get it, showing off that 40 and a half inch vertical jump. I thought he looked really good. And for me, Jay, again, I don't have all the rankings formulated yet, but I think he's pretty much cemented himself as wide receiver two for me in this class. Um, Rasheed Rice performed well. Somebody that Very well. was a little up and down at the Senior Bowl, smashed everything at the Combine. I thought Rasheed Rice was fantastic. Jalen Hyatt's measurables, just six foot, 170, uh, 176. He runs a 4-4 flat, uh, 1.5 10-yard split, 40-inch vert, 11-3 broad jump, just tested like it. Now, he did drop a freaking, I mean, I think it was Levis that put it right on him and he just smoked yeah. it down the field. You're like, come on, Hyatt. Like, we praise you for your outstanding hands and ball tracking ability and then you smoke that one. Um, but I thought he had a he had a great combine. I think he looked good. No, he didn't have the elite speed that some thought he might go sub 4-3 or yeah, low 4-3s. You know, it, it that's moving, right? That's, that's, that is moving. So, thought he looked good. Josh Downs was smooth. I just I want to ask this question, Jay. Let me just ask you this: One player is uh, five foot eight, one hundred and sixty-five pounds. The other player is five nine, one seventy. They're, they're damn near this. You don't. We don't want Tank Dell, but we want Josh Downs. And Tank Dell, in my opinion, I thought he'd run a lot faster. But are you? Are you? The bigger point is: Are you concerned about five nine, hundred and seventy pound receivers like him? Zay Flowers are all in the same mold. Now, Zay's going to get the capital. I thought Zay was out yeah. there. Zay looked really good, and he ran a low 4-4, I think a 4-4-2, 5-9, 182, 183. Are, are you concerned at all about that size of a wide receiver in today's NFL to be a 2, a 1? Uh, where are your just gut feeling on that? 
I wouldn't say I'm worried, but it definitely feels like it's tough to project a super high ceiling for both, right? A lot of people were saying, oh, well, Zay's not a slot receiver. He can run outside. He can play outside. And while I thought he looked good running the routes and in the drills, I just, at 183, it's tough. And for people who don't know the thresholds, the key threshold is about 180 pounds. If you look at receivers under 180 pounds, they almost have no shot of being a wide receiver too for fantasy football in the NFL. And so you look at Zay and you're like, okay, he broke 183. That's good. That's a big checked box. And uh, the key guy right here is uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks checked in at like 5'9 or 5'8, whatever the height he is. And he was like exactly 180 pounds. And he, you know, he obviously ran a 4'3'3 super, super fast. But with Zay and with Downs, it's like they profile as slot guys. They could be elite slot guys and they're great separators. And I think they can do things in the red zone. But I think their their fantasy football upside will be predicated on their red zone ability to command targets and then how much volume they get in that slot role. I don't know if we can project them to be outside. I think Downs is better in the red zone personally, but like you talked about the size, it is a concern. Like you can't look at a guy who's 170 pounds and say you have no concerns about his weight because that's just not the case. But I mean, Smitty was little too. So, but I think Smitty was a little different. Six one, and his production it, profile yeah, was as elite little, as it gets. Smith, right? Smitty's a little different. Smitty's a little different. I do want to touch on A.T. Perry, who had a fantastic combine, so I'm, yep. I'm excited to break him down. He did a good job. Your boy Jonathan Mingo coming in at 220, running a 4-4. Credit to you. Yeah. You How long have I been, been a, talking about him, Ray? You've if been he's a big, good, I'm going to be we'll unbearable. We'll see. I mean, Ole Miss I'm not going to say anything has, yet. Ole Miss always has freaks that are just injured and can never stay on the field their whole career, <laughs> sure. and then they get to the NFL, and then they're good. Um, So shout-out to Jonathan Mingo. Um, I, yeah. My... my Sleeper wide receiver, man. Charlie Jones looked fantastic. He did. My goodness. Charlie Jones. I believe Charlie Jones was the, uh, was he the, him and Jake Bobo were the only uh, Caucasian brothers out there running routes at at the wide receiver position. And Charlie Jones, I I mean, from everything, dude. I mean, 4-4-3, 40-yard dash, 36-and-a-half-inch vert. 10-4 10-4 broad jump and looked smooth and dynamic smooth in the yes he was silky smooth in the routes hands look good I I am very much interested in some Charlie Jones man I I, I want to uh I want the old New England Patriots to draft him get go to New England <laughs> go to New England play in the slot Charlie Jones but I've got no I've got to dive into his tape because he looked fantastic and I think he led FBS in all of uh, rece- go figure White technician leading leading the country in receptions. Go figure. Who would have thought such a thing would be possible? But Charlie Jones got to give him some props and credit because he was he was fantastic out there. Thoughts on Jordan Addison, Jay? Where, where are you at with Addison? You were saying that this could, this was your wide receiver one coming in. Um, four four nine, thirty four inch vert, ten two broad jump, five eleven, one seventy three, small hands. Got tweaked up. Where are you at with Addison today? He's not the one. I'll tell you that. He's not the one. Uh, he did look great in the drills, though, when he was participating because he did leave early. But ugh, he's just so little, man. And I just, I don't know if he's, like, again, we talk about Smitty. Smitty is a clear outlier. And Jordan Addison is not Smitty. He's just not. He was fast enough when he ran that, what was it, like a four, five, six unofficial first attempt? I was like, okay, that's not good. Then he broke the 4-5 threshold, and we were like, okay, that could do. Yeah. So 
Joe's saying Addison can drop to the second. I've I, seen I, it in my. I've seen it in mocks. Is this in before, rookie mocks or in real? No, mocks? No, in real mocks. He, I think in, really? in NFL mocks. Yes, yes, man. It, this was before was, the combine. I've seen him though. in the second round, and I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was bad, but I've seen it's disappointing for sure. What I will say is the mocks where we've seen Jordan Addison twelve to Houston. I don't think you take. I don't think he's a top no. fifteen pick. Like I don't. No. I don't, I don't think so. Um, I think some people are going to struggle with Addison. Um, it wasn't. He wasn't a face planner, but he also wasn't. I think the. I'm just going to lean on the capital, right? I think he yeah. is not. I don't. I would not take him over JSN. I would not take him over Quentin Johnston. And I'd be interested to see if some teams wouldn't prefer like Zay Flowers over Jordan yep. Addison, I think right? They, just, I think they might. I, based on that, and we know athleticism in itself isn't indicative of fantasy success, but it could be the difference between an NFL team saying I'm spending the 20th pick on him, or I'll get him at 42. So I do think there's a world in which he falls out of the first round of the NFL draft. The biggest faller, though, and it, it's tough, man, because I don't know where people really had him pegged, but he said he was going to run a 4-3. Kayshawn Boutte. <laughs> I'm just right, What so, do we do with old Boutte? I'm so disappointed. Uh, for a lot of guys, for a lot of people, myself included, in, in July... In August, he came into this season as wide receiver. I was like, this is his time. He's healthy. He's, you know, people were concerned. Was he going to play at LSU? Was he going to leave? He should have done something. Because whatever he did from the start of the season to now ain't it. And he yeah. went out there, and the thing that saved him, the thing that saved him from just a dreadful combine performance was he is clocked in, as an official 4-5-0, which is fine. That's Right there with Jordan Addison, the, the 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 that's fine. But when you're talking about a 29 inch vertical jump, nine ten broad jump, four two 20 yard short shuttle. I mean, Darnell Washington is out agility and Kayshawn Boutte. I, I I just yeah. the height and weight is fine. Is right. That's exactly what Odell Beckham was. 5'11", 195. I think OBJ was one ninety seven. 31 inch, uh, 31 and three eighth inch arms, nine and a half inch hands. So from measurable standpoint, um, he's there. We'll see, man. That athleticism is bad. You know, it, it reminds me kind of like when Calvin Ridley tested, and I believe he was a 33 inch vertical and like a 10 five broad jump. It wasn't good, and people will talk about, oh, you can't take this guy now. He's not athletic enough. Athleticism isn't everything, but. This was disappointing. was bad. It was disappointing. It was bad. And, and Joe's just hitting all the points that I want to say before I say it. I just wonder what we never got full clarity what that injury was that he suffered his sophomore year. Reports it was just Could a broken ankle. Was some, some say it was an Achilles. Some say it was a broken ankle. I don't think it, the official, official, official medical ever came out. But what if he's just not ex as explosive as he was his freshman season because of that injury? Um, yeah. But I'm just looking at him. He just didn't. He didn't look. I just, you know. And, and Bruno is, is like, Bruning said the win? Achilles. How does he win? How is he going to win at 195 without that explosion? Right. He'd have to be so scheme. technical, and I just didn't scheme see and technical. Well, yeah, yeah scheme. scheme. And I, I still think he's going to get drafted. Um, oh, probably yeah. was he projected maybe be a third round pick maybe he with a strong pro day lsu we know that lsu track is fast if he can go out there yeah. have a strong pro day maybe he's a third fourth round pick but this is um 
this is a cautionary tale. Those of us in Devi leagues, I mean, at one point he was the wide receiver one in Devi over everybody, and people were ready for Boutte, and here we are, and he didn't look good, man. There, there. What's good about this class is we did not have a lot of face planners, guys that go out there and just crap yeah. the bed, that just failed. Kayshawn Boutte, if I'm being real, like, he just didn't look good. The four or five saved him. Like, that saved him from a truly dreadful combine yeah. performance. He was fine in the drills. Like, if we're, he looked fine in the drills. Like, when they were running yeah. the drills and the routes, he caught everything. He looked fine. But that, you know, when you're like, I'm going to go run a 4-3 and you're a 4-5, and I think that second run was a 4-6-7, it's he just... He seemed disinterested the second run. He just yeah. basically pulled up early. It pulled it, up early. It's, yeah. I think the problem for him, and it sounds ridiculous, but it's it's the demeanor as well, right? Like, he didn't give that second 40 a real go, and you're like, bro, everyone's watching you. All eyes are on you. Like, you're trying to improve your stock, and you're just like a 29-inch vertical. That's, path that's <laughs> pathetic. That's pathetic, There's no man. reason. There's that's no pathetic. reason you should be doing that. Now, no real quick, everyone was pumping up Tyler Scott. Dane Brugler was big on him. Some yeah. people in the Discord told me Tyler Scott could break the record. Runs a 4-4-4, which is fast, but I, I'm not buying Tyler Scott as some top rookie draft pick. I mean, this was a this was a guy that was supposed to go out there and run four threes, four, you know, people saying he could set the record. Runs a four-four, Cincinnati, undersized wide receiver. I I don't know where I'm at with with Tyler Scott, Jay. So overall thoughts uh from the combine in your position, Jay. When you when you think about what we just saw, how do you who are the players that just immediately, when you close your eyes and think about the combine, who do you see? Like, what are the players that really stood out to you? And then we're going to do a uh, a rookie mock uh, based on based on what we just saw, just instant reaction rookie mock. I think for me, Tajay Spears is still top of mind. I think he just looked great in the drills. Um, it's, it's hard to argue with Deuce Vaughn because of how good he looked in the drills, but we kind of went through him already. Uh, Rasheed Rice is someone that made a lot of money, in my opinion, like, and again, this is because we saw him at the Senior Bowl and to see him at the Combine, he just looked so much better than he did at the Combine, um, or sorry, at the Senior Bowl. So that was a big one for me. And then, but it really just comes down to JSN. Like JSN was the guy that I wanted to see and he just looked every bit the part as the wide receiver one. Uh, all the tight ends were awesome. You know, even, um, what is it, Durham Payne or whatever? Yeah, Durham Payne. We saw him, we saw him at the Senior Bowl. He looked like a monster and he was at the Combine. So he's probably another guy I'll be interested in as well. Uh, there's a lot of guys, but the problem for me is the running backs didn't separate themselves. They they did kind of what they needed to do for yep. the most part, but yep. zero separation in terms of how I would rank these guys, tier them. Like, we're going to do a mock, and I feel like I'm in the exact same spot I was in before nope. the comp. Gotta, so gotta that doesn't help me at all, but and we're, I'm gonna we're give you the, I'm for the gonna, capital. I'm going to give you the I'm gonna give you the parameters for this mock. It's okay. not about who you think is the better player, but try to... Try to weave in some of your projected draft capital into this mock yeah, as yeah. we do it, right? Um, for me, when I close my eyes and I think about this class, uh, all I see are tight ends. I just see tight ends. I just see I, I legitimately. And if you're not playing in leagues where tight end scoring matters, I, I think you should because it, it does change the dynamic in which the strategy for roster construction, how you value these rookie picks. I just see tight ends. I just see six, 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 seven bodies all over the place when I close my eyes. Um, I, uh, you know, JSN, definitely big takeaway for me. Yeah. Uh, the running backs, at least Jameer Gibbs, really cementing himself is that oh, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's this is this is what we've been talking about for months. CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. It's yeah. this is it may not have 
Jamar Chase level of guys in this class. It may not have Justin Jefferson level of guys in this class, but this is a deep class. This is a deep class with talented positions across the board. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Uh, this is um, this is a good class. So, Jay, let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. Uh, not that. Let's pull it up right here. And let's uh, let's do it, Jay. You're on the clock. Super flex, rookie mock, post combine. Where are you going with 101? I'm taking Anthony Richardson at 101. Let's get it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I got to do it. it. Bijan's the 101 it. in one QB formats, but man, if you're right, I think I'm with you. I, I think I'm just about there. I mean, I don't know if I would do it in every league, but people need to people need to really give respect to the upside here. You just you and have you to. did. And this. I'm assuming you agree with me. You did this, not me. I and did. Yes, I, I did. Would've... I would have taken him 101. I um I would have taken him 101 in a in a in a rookie mock. And a lot of people out there aren't gonna like it, but I don't care. I'm betting on his physical tools and traits. I'm taking him yeah. 101, and that's just what it's going to be. But since you took him at 101 and left me the running back, I will take Bijan Robinson at the 102 spot. Did not test like a generational running back. And as Marcus said in the show, if you were yeah. expecting generational then you hadn't been watching B. John Robinson. That's just not what his game is predicated on. But I, I can make the case for A. Rich over B. John Robinson, and I will continue to say it until we're blue in the face. And if he gets that capital, this is all based on us predicting him getting that top 10 capital. I think he's a, is in my opinion, I'll take him at 101. I yeah. know I can get another running back in the second. I can't get another Anthony Richardson in the second. So, uh, Jay, yeah. you're up at the 103, and I'm going to assume – you're going to take the quarterback from Ohio State, C.J. Stroud. Yes, sir. Give me right. C.J. Stroud. The next Joe Burrow in the NFL. Accuracy galore. Phenomenal talent. Movement skills is still, I think, underrated based off how people project him. And I think that's where he's really going to make his money in the NFL level. And that's, I think, why, you know, a Burrow-esque type of comp is great for him. Let, Maybe not with the ceiling, uh, but the Jay, skill is there. Let me, let me just say this, too. I see a lot of people saying this, man. And this is a Heisman tier member. I just can't take A. Rich over Bijan. Not a chance. Sue me. All I'm going to say is I bet you there are a lot of teams that have the 101 that are not ready for Bijan Robinson, that are going to draft a running back with shit quarterbacks. Their team is not ready, and you're going to waste yeah. a running back. And in this landscape of how the dynasty community currently values the running back position, in sharp leagues, ain't nobody trading you three 24 first-round picks for Bijan. So if your mind frame is... Yeah. I'll draft Bijan and trade him for four picks. It's not happening, man. They're going to be yeah. a, Scott Connor has continued to talk about this. A lot of teams are going to take Bijan Robinson, and their team is still going to be ass after the fact because they have no. They, well, I'm talking super flex, super flex, Jay. In this super flex economy, it is it's brutal out here at the quarterback position. And Jay, every year, like think about this, man. Go back to 2020 today. Three years after that draft class, would you rather have Jonathan Taylor or Joe Burrow? It's Joe Burrow. It's not Would even you rather close. have Jonathan Taylor or Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert. Not close. Jonathan Taylor or Tua? Uh, probably take JT. Okay, but okay, but right. But it, to be fair, in season, you could probably trade Tua for more than JT. I agree. If he's healthy and he's playing. And, I agree. And I think you hit on a really big point that I don't think I interjected with earlier but you hit on something huge early in the show when you're talking about a rich teams that have the 101 aren't ready for Bijan. no 
People can say, oh, if you well, earned it, if you earned the one on one, you ain't yeah. ready for Bijan. If you earned it, if your team was that bad that you're one on one, your team's not ready for Bijan. No. But then you you take a rich, right? Oh, well, he hasn't played till week 12. Oh, no. What am I going to do? I'm going to turn around and I'm going to draft Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams next season. And I'm going to have Anthony Richardson and, and Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams solidifying my super flex rosters. And I think that is the ultimate hidden key here. If you take a rich at 101 and he sits and your team is not ready to compete, that is an absolute Massive That's a w win for you. That's a win. Potential points are at zero. He's not scoring you any points. There's no pressure to start him. He's not tanking in value. He's literally just sitting there on your roster, helping you get closer to Caleb Williams and Drake May or one on one or one on two next season. Or you know you're in that. If you don't get Caleb, you get May. If you don't get May, you get yeah. Marv. If you don't get Marv, you get yeah. Brock. You, instead of I, having, no losing instead here. of getting Bijan to score you, you know, nineteen and points per game, and 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 taking people, it's people just are so dug into. I've got to take this running back, and you just look. A, Jay, you can go back to twenty nineteen. Would you rather have Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, or Kyler Murray in his blown ACL? Kyler Murray, yeah, twenty twenty one. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, or uh, Najee Harris Najee or Travis Harris. Etn. Now, 2022, I'd rather take the skill position players over Pickett, but Pickett ain't had yeah, no business going in round one, right? I, Time and time again, this continues to play out this way. We're two years down the line. You're like, damn, I really would have rather had that quarterback. So here I yeah. am at the 104 spot, Jay, and I am going to go quarterback, and I'm taking Bryce Young at 104. Check the boxes for me. I'm not nearly as concerned as you are. Um, but there it is. I want Bryce Young at the 104. So honestly, not a lot has changed at the top of the draft, but I do think it's start to get it's about to get interesting here at the 105 spot. Yeah, I'm taking Jameer Gibbs. I think Jameer Gibbs cemented himself as the 105 in super, even super flex leagues. I get why you would take Will Levis. I, th I still think Levis is a top 10 pick, but if I'm just going off of what I project, Go I off would of what be you very project. surprised if Gibbs wasn't a top 40 pick. And I still think there's a chance Whoa. he's a back-end first-rounder. I think he looked that good in the drills. He's that explosive. You see the home run speed on tape. When you see Jameer Gibbs at 199 running 0.4 seconds slower than Devon A-Chain, I think that Scout's going to be like, oh, we need to take that guy because as much as we like A-Chain and think he could be a second-round pick, Gibbs has all of his skill set plus at basically the same size. Now, the long speed probably isn't quite there when you get to 60, 70 yards, but even still, I think Gibbs at 105 should be more talked about. And we talked about at 106. So are you, are you taking Gibbs at 105? I am, sir. I am. All right. Jameer Gibbs over Will Levis in Superflex. All right. Um, here we go. Here we go. Um, I think you'll see it, Jay. And we've had this conversation in our Discord. Will people take Jameer Gibbs over Will Levis? And I'm sitting at 106. I think this is this is pivot point. If the draft goes out like this, this is pivot point. Because everything we just preached about the quarterback position remains true. The problem is this. I think the Dynasty community, by and large, hates... hates and hates. I mean hates Will hates. Levis. Yeah, I don't is. care if he's the number one overall pick. I believe most Dynasty gamers would say, that's a mistake. He should have never been drafted number one. Why would you do that? So if you're just talking about community sentiment and the ability to have a liquid asset on your Dynasty roster, 
I don't believe Will Levis is more liquid than Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he's the right play in Superflex because he's a quarterback with the capital, with the size, with the tools and the traits. But if I'm like, this is the only pick I have in the whole rookie draft, and I got to sign between Will Levis and Jackson Smith and Jigba, and it's Superflex, Jay, I believe I am going to take at this spot, let's set the player, Jackson Smith and Jigba, man. I I just, I truly believe that when it's all said and done, JSN, you just got to take him over Will Levis. Community hates Will Levis. I still think it's the right play. This is the, we hated Justin Herbert too, and nobody wanted him. And I'm not saying Will Levis is going to be Justin Herbert. He has to be Justin Herbert or people will not come around. He has to be. And I don't know if there's a middle ground for him there. I mean, I will take Levis at seven because JSN to me is the only player that I would consider over Levis as well. Um, And like you mentioned, it's, it's literally just, People love JSN. They absolutely yes. love him at the combine. Wide receiver one, best receiver in the class, not just a slot receiver. They love the guy. Levis, they're like, ah, I don't know. He wasn't throwing the ball very well. A Rich looked better. Like we talked about, clear quarterback four. Maybe not in NFL circles, but for us, clear quarterback four, not close. But I think, you know, you talk about, you know, a tier three running back if Gibson is own tier or. You know, you could maybe go QJ, but I'm not taking Addison and definitely nobody below that here. You yeah. have to take Levis at 107. I, at 108, I'm pretty excited. I'd be pretty excited right here to get Quentin Johnston. He did not run his 40. I'm not really concerned. I think he's going to be fast. I think he's going to be a 4-4 guy. I don't think he's going to go 4-3s, yeah. but I think he's in the 4-4s. Maybe that TCU fast track, potentially pro day times are always juiced up. I'm not concerned about his 40. Uh, he graded out as one of the best wide receivers in this class for me. And damn it. Third time's a charm. Fool me once, Josh Doxson, shame on you. Shame, fool me twice, Jalen Rager, shame on me. George Bush said the best. Can't again. get fooled again. Third time's a charm. We are going to hit a TCU wide receiver. And for me, Quentin Johnson's my WR2 in this class. And I'm taking him before any Zay Flowers. I'm taking him before Addison Downs, any running back. I'm taking Quentin Johnson. We cannot get fooled again with QJ. So QJ, for me, I think he solidified himself as a first-round pick. I'll take him at the 108. Now it gets spicy. Jay, 1-9, where are you going? And I know you're going to have to predict some draft capital here. 109, what are you doing? Man, this is so tough because it... To me, it's so clearly Zach Charbonnet, but I don't know his draft capital. I just don't. I can't say he's going to be a second rounder. Take a if guess. A second rounder, if you think he's going to be a, if I, you think he did I enough, don't, though. Okay. I, I think he, I think he did well enough from my personal beliefs. I believe he's the RB three, but I don't think he's getting second round draft capital. I'm probably more confident in Tajay Spears getting second round draft. Well, who capital are you taking right here Charbonnet. at one nine? Who are you taking? We got, we got receivers. We got. Who are you taking at one nine? Ray, I think I'm taking Jalen Hyatt. Okay. I think I'm taking Jalen Hyatt over right. Jordan Addison. And it's it sounds crazy, but if you're telling me that Hyatt seems to clearly be getting higher draft capital than Jordan Addison, and okay. Addison was just so little. He was oh, just man. so little without that elite speed. I'm just like, man, I don't know. And and the thing with Hyatt's speed is it shows up on tape. Addison's four nine, four, four, nine. It doesn't really show up on tape that much. Jalen Hyatt, 109. Man. I'm just very confident he would be a first-round pick. He's been there. I think he showed enough. If he interviews well, all that kind of stuff. I I, I really don't know where to go with this pick, but I think that Hyatt's probably one of the safest assets, and if he booms at wide receiver with the deep ball, 
his value will go up tremendously. Man, we should have done well. two. We should have done two rounds, man. I, I, man, we should have done. I don't know if I can adjust it mid draft. At the one ten, Jay. Um, everyone in the chat is screaming for tight end. I can't do it right now. I, I. If, I can't if, do if it, this, and I don't want to pick one. Well, well, let's just say this, this is just tr PPR. We're not getting crazy here. This is PPR, tight end premium, it'd be different, right? TEP, it's different. But standard PPR league, I can't take Darnell Washington right here, right? I can't take Mayer. I can't take any of these tight ends. You have left me Zay Flowers, and I will gladly take Zay Flowers here at the one ten. I do believe he's going to get the capital. Um, to matter. He's going to be a first-round wide receiver, and I'm not passing on a first-round wide receiver for a first-round tight end. Uh, this is a player that a lot of people have compared to, uh, you know, you're seeing Tyler Lockett, you're seeing Antonio Brown levels of uh, over uh, of, of, yeah. of comparison. Of so, And I know he's going to get the capital. I'm not taking a third, fourth-round Zach Charbonnet over a first-round receiver. That's just bad process. Just from a dynasty strategy standpoint, if if we're I'm projecting Charbonnet to be like a third round pick, third at the at highest. That's, I think he's like a and that's where I think I'm he's at. a third I, round pick. I think he's a he did nothing that was special. He didn't face plant, but there was nothing that I'm like he's definitely going to be a first rounder or a second round. I think he's like a third or fourth round pick, which is phenomenal capital. But I'm not taking a third or fourth round running back over a first round wide receiver. That's just silly. That's horrible strategy, man. So Zay Flowers, who's going to get first round capital, I'm going with Zay here at the one ten spot. 111. Ray, can I take? Oh, man, the, the problem is, is today I just, I don't know what running back to slot in here. There will be running backs right here that will go. Mm -hmm. Predicting that running back now is basically impossible. That There's there's no way to distinguish these guys. A-Chain ran fast. He was fine. Charbonnet should be here. If he gets the capital, we don't know. I think I still think Taji's got a better shot of getting the capital than, than Charbonnet does even though he didn't run. I do too. And, and people, this doesn't mean we don't like... Charbonnet's and, my RB3 film score. RB3. But I've been saying it for weeks. I, the, the buzz we around Tajay Spears... The buzz around Tajay Spears is real, man. It's real. So I, I, I think there's a real world in which he's the third, fourth running back off of the board in the second round. So who are you taking? You want A-Chain? You want Spears? You want Addison? You want Charbonnet? Where are you going? I think, I, I think I'm taking Addison here because I still think he's going to be a first-round pick. I know you're saying you're seeing him in the second round a little bit, but even if he's a top 40 pick, that's still not bad draft capital. And so I'm willing to take a player that I believe is very talented on tape, has good separation skills. The speed wasn't quite where I wanted. The frame is still a little small. Um, I think you know now he almost projects to be a slot. I was hoping he could be more of an outside receiver. It's looking like he may have to be a bit more split between the two. But the fall from grace has to stop somewhere, and I think you know we may be looking at a player who, because of his combine and his size, drops a little bit, but the talent has still always been there on tape. Like, he still won the Blitnikoff Award for a reason, and I've always thought he has kind of a Jerry Judy type of skill set, but obviously not at the same size. I think the Addison 11 here is fine. Yeah, I still like him, Jay. I, that's my guy, man. I love me some Jordan Addison. I, I think he's like a back first. getting Waddle at the 111? Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. All right. There's a lot of players to go with right here. You got Charbonnet, you've got A Chain, um, Spears. Right now, I'm gonna lean on my film grades, and in my film grades, I have uh, Zach Charbonnet as a top three running back. I think he's tied with A Chain. I'll just take six three two fourteen, and the ability to command twenty plus touches a game if he ever got that, which few running backs get that at all anymore. 
So I would be, ha I will happily take Charbonnet here. I, I, I hope he gets the capital I because he, I have him graded high. I think he's one of the best running backs in this class. Been a big fan of Zach Charbonnet since his time at Michigan. So I am a resident Charbonnet truther. Don't, don't get it twisted. So I'm going to lean on what I've seen on tape. And I think the tape is, it sort of speaks for itself when you're talking about Sharbs, man. It's, it's yeah. really good. And his game isn't even predicated on long speed. And he still went out there and ran a 4-5-3, tested really well. So I'm hopeful that he starts to get more buzz. And we actually see some NFL draft analysts start to mock him inside the second round, the third. Because we just hadn't seen it. We looked at we look at mocks every week on the show, Jay. And he's the one running back that, like, I've seen A-Chain. I've seen Evans. I've seen, I have not seen Charbonnet in there. So I'm hoping. No that he starts to to move himself up. Jay, just give me who would be your next pick at 2-1. Who would be your 2 So let's just go through the first round. Super flex, non-crazy scoring, just PPR super flex. A-Rich, Bijan, Stroud, Young, and Gibbs were top five. JSN, Will Levis, QJ, Jalen Hyatt, Zay, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison go 1-6-1-11, and Zach Charbonnet finishes out 1-12. Let me... Can I add a round? I don't think I can add a I round. So. Can I add a round? Let me see. Uh, roster settings. What do we need? Uh, do that. Update. All right. Let's just do it. Let's go, Jay. All right. 2-1. Where are you going? Hendon Hooker. I'm taking Hendon Hooker. Um, yeah. I, Ray, I'm taking Hendon Hooker. There was a lot of buzz about Hooker at the Combine. And while I do project an A-chain to be a high draft capital guy... Hendon Hooker could be a top 40 pick in the NFL draft for teams that don't get a Hooker quarterback at the in the first 2-1? Yes, Ray. Yes. I understand oh, that man. there's concern. All Ray, all I've heard about Hooker is he passes every test. Every time. So, he, interviews have been great. You could talk about, you know, the scheme, the system, all that stuff. But p even though he wasn't throwing, all I've heard is raving things about Hendon Hooker. And he continues to be rising up draft boards. And I think by the time April comes... People are going to be in on Hendon Hooker, especially NFL people, because when he was initially mocked as a first round guy, and this is still super flex, like we still want quarterbacks. Like in people two like years, it. Yeah. you may want Hendon Hooker over another guy. And, if, okay. and again, it's just he continues to rise up boards. And I think, Ray, honestly, it sounds wild, but he could be a first round pick. Like he really could Jay. be. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but he, we see him routinely get mocked. In the 40s or so. By the Jay. time the first... There, the, you can make the case to take him ahead of Addison, take him ahead of Charbonnet, if he gets a first-round draft capital. And I think taking him at 201 is not a risk. I think okay. it, at this point, it's a pretty good spot. And, and, I, and I'm honestly surprised I didn't think of it earlier because of how much I'm hearing his stock is rising in some of these draft circles. All right, Jay Rich. I'm not going to... Listen, the, the chat likes it. People saying best pick so far... Uh, spicy. I'm with Patrick. I'm not a fan at the two one spot. I'm fine with him in the second. I don't think I could have taken him at two one. But the question is where, though. The question is oh, where. Let's and talk I don't think it. I don't think we're going that far off here because you're still well, projecting a lot. Well, people won't guys. like my next pick, but I've been all over it, and I am um, <laughs> skip rich on the scene. I'm I am taking uh, a player that I think is going to get top fifty capital. I'm taking Devon A chain at the two two spot. Um, sign me up for A chain in the second round. Top of the second round, I'll bet on a cat that runs four three and producing the SEC as a running back. Where are you at at two three? I'm taking Tajay Spears. I talked about how I believe Damn, he has almost me. a better shot of got getting me. second round draft capital than Charbonnet. Uh, and I think you know when you're talking about just pure strategy in a rookie draft, 
if you're choosing between Charbonnet, A-Chain, and Tajay Spears, if you're able to get Tajay as the third guy, I think that's phenomenal value because I'm not sure where draft boards will go after that. And I think he's one of the easiest projections as probably a top 70 player in the NFL draft. And it's just senior bowl buzzed all around him, looked great at the combine. Assuming everything else goes well for Spears, I fully expect him to be very, very close to Man, that top 60 pick. I agree. I think it's a great value. I, th- I, was, I thought I could sneak him at the 2-4 uh, spot. So good pick there. And Jay, this is where there there's so much ugly. value here. No, it's no, it's getting beautiful. It's not even close to ugly yet. It's getting be- what's happening is you're going to have to have some conviction with these next couple oh, it's, of picks. It's now, all projection at this point. It's projection. It really and from what I've seen, I've seen some some analysts say Josh Downs is solidified as a first round pick after his performance. Jay, I'm I, I'm telling you, dude, I think we're going to start to see it. I think we're going to start to see more of it. And Oklahoma has done a great job of putting wide receivers in the NFL. I think this player helped himself more than almost any receiver in this class, Jay. And I am going to take at the 2-4 spot. And I'm trusting the tape. I'm trusting the combine. It's going to rise. There's no way. You look at this ADP from Sleeper. You got Kayshawn up here, Tank Bigsby. This is just Debbie Debbie names of of, of years past. I'm taking Marvin Mims. At 2-4-J, I think it's just a quality guy where is he ever going to be a superstar for you? No, but I believe you're going to look up week one and Marvin Mims as a starting wide receiver in three wide receiver sets on some NFL team and have some upside. I really, 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 really think this is going to be a big riser after what he did at the combine. I mean, Dylan Gabriel and Brent Verner, it was a mess this year at Oklahoma. But when he had Caleb, when when that when that offense was humming, people were buzzing about Marvin Mims. I thought he I thought he really helped himself out. And I think we got potentially a second round pick right here with Marvin Mims. So I'll take him at two four. I really like that one. I didn't think you were gonna go there, but I think it's a great pick because you're right. He absolutely looked like he looked the full part. Of anybody that I didn't expect to see kind of come out of the, come out of the combine as a I told huge you riser. though I told Mims, you, you man did. you told me long before the combine we kind of talked you know about it more behind the scenes but yeah it's he hey, wait. he was what four he was what four three seven four three yeah four three eight where where are you at though man where are you at with the two five man Ray are we getting to tight end land yet. I think there's still another receiver I would probably take over the tight ends, but you take who you want to take. Who would you take here? 2-5. Oh, man. I'm just, I didn't see enough from downs, man. I just didn't. Okay. What's a, who do you want? I think I'm taking Musgrave. Okay. I think I'm taking Musgrave as my tight end one. He's just a freak, man. He's just a freak, and I get why people would want Mayer, but Ray, I would honestly be shocked if he's not a top 20 pick. I, like, okay. we'll see We'll see what happens with Darnell Washington and Kincaid and Mayer and Musgrave, but one of these guys is going to be a top 20 pick. And I think depending on who that guy is, this is where I'd be comfortable taking that tight end one, unless maybe it's Michael Mayer. We'll get to that later. But if you get an athletic freak, in the top 20 at tight end, I think I'd be willing to take the tight end one here. And for me right now, that guy is Musgrave. All right. I'm not taking Luke Musgrave over Josh Downs. I'll take Josh Downs. I think I saw enough 
I am, you know, 170 isn't ideal at 5'9". There's just a lot of a lot of little wide receivers, but the game is predicated on speed and space. He can create that. I thought he looked like almost one of the most fluid, uh, one of the most yeah. fluid wide receivers in the gauntlet drill. And I do think Josh Downs is going to be a top 60 pick at worst. So I'll take Josh Downs here at the 2-6 spot. Jay, you're up. 2-7, where are we going? I'm going to be taking the forgotten man, Kendra Miller. Uh, Kendrick oh. Miller is, is I think, the guy that, while we didn't see him at the Combine, is someone that we fully expect to be a day three pick. We know he's got the size. We expect him to have the speed that we like. Yeah, was, yeah. Um, I see no reason why. How, how far down do you got to scroll to find Kendrick yeah. Miller? But I just, I believe in the talent, right? You see it on tape, super fast, has the long speed. Expect him to test well if he does ultimately test before the before the draft. And I don't think teams are going to shy away from him because of that size. And so for me, Kendra is an easy pick here. Kendra's dope. You know, you know, I've been a Kendra truther yeah. for a long time. You know, hopefully he gets his knee right and can run for the pro day, but definitely a forgotten man. But with those si- the size coming in, 5'11, 215, checks those boxes. You see my boy Nate List talk about him more BDGE. Yep. They're pumping him up. I'm telling y'all, Kendra Miller's a dog. So I like that pick right here. All right. At the 208 spot, is it time for uh time for old Kayshawn Boutte? Absolutely oh, not. No, Absolutely no. not. We're oh, not no. doing that. I think Chase Brown helped himself out tremendously, Jay. And okay. right here at the 2-8 spot, if I can get a running back that can slot in as a second running back on an NFL team, not an RB2 for fantasy, but a nice backup running back with some with some upside, with some juice, I think Chase Brown made himself some money, so I'm comfortable taking him here at the 2-8 spot. So, question for you, Ray. What would you project his draft capital to be then? Because if, if I was two. picking a I think running he's going back day two. Mid, you think he's going day Because I, 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 I think he's in that Tank Bigsby range. And I'd be curious how people feel about him. And then even potentially Sean Tucker could be another one that we throw in there as well. I'm going to take Tank Bigsby here. I think he's a more pro-ready style running back. I think playing in the SEC helps him in terms of actually getting to the NFL and producing. Obviously, Big Ten is still a great school. That system was really tailor-made for Chase Brown. So I'm curious to see how he does. And again, we saw him live, and he didn't blow me away, right? Uh, Tank Bigsby's done some phenomenal things from the time he was a freshman, so I'm willing to lean on that a little bit. But he performed well enough to where I'm willing to take him here, and that's why I'm rolling with Tank Bigsby. I think he's going to be great at the NFL level. Maybe not a mega producer, but definitely will be a solid running back for an NFL team and probably a day three pick. Jay, I'm going with the freak, and I don't think he's going to be some high-volume tight end. But you talk about a red zone monster. I, I think he legitimately could just, he could have 45 receptions and 10 touchdowns. I think his touchdown rate could be insane. But I am going to take a shot here at the back of the second round on a player that I think people are saying he's a top 15 pick in the NFL draft. I'm going big wash, man. We have never seen yeah. the likes of this, right? Elite a, a lateral quickness. Uh, six uh, six foot seven, two hundred sixty pounds. He's gonna be on the he's gonna be on the thing. Uh, he's gonna be on the freaking field twenty four seven. Let's go, man. Let's go, Darnell Washington here at the two ten spot. You made my next pick really easy. I'm gonna be taking Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah, the guy with Travis Kelsey comps, wide receiver skills at tight end. How much he blocks, I don't care. This is fantasy football. He will be a first round pick. It seems like guaranteed and easily could be the most productive tight end and especially early production only weapon at Utah basically. And he was phenomenal. They knew he was getting the ball. He got it all the time. He was open. He can run routes. He's great. Uh, I think especially getting him a tight end three would be great value. So I think that Dick and Kincaid here, knowing he's going to be a first round pick more likely than not, I'm willing to take him here. And if you were a, a team that's literally the runner up 
in a final and you got Dalton Kincaid in the second round, that would definitely be a boost to your roster for sure. All right, Jay, I got the last pick. Do I save him from sliding out of the second round? <laughs> There's only one player that I was thinking about here. And realistically, if this if we're doing this for real, I, I don't think I could take where I project Roshan to go over Mayer. Yeah. So at this spot, you know, I'm at I'm at the two twelve spot. I am so gonna take taking, Michael. Not taking Zach Evans? Abs absolutely not. I wouldn't take him over Sean. Absolutely not. Um uh, Evans is fine, but no, I'm not taking Jack Evans here. I'll take Michael Mayer at the 212 spot. I think this is where the tight ends are probably going to go off the board. Um, you were a little spicy with Musgrave, but some people liked it. But I'm not uh, Michael Mayer. It, listen, you said it, man. He had like the what the third lowest RAS score, and it was still an eight of I mean, everyone he, graded. Yeah, and, and it was still and it was, it was like still 13th good. on the list. I had to. I can't even count that many spots because there's so many. But yeah, yeah, you talk about production profile, mega producer, uh, and probably going to be a first-round pick as well, right? Like all these guys we took are projected first-round picks, and and taking Musgrave there was really me saying this is a this is the tight end that's going to get the best landing spot in the first round, right? There will be a clear separator I expect to see with these tight ends, and and but to your point, back of the second is a great spot to score any of these guys, but I wouldn't necessarily reach unless you get a great spot. Like yeah. we could potentially get from one of these tight ends, whether it's a Musgrave, a Kincaid, a Washington, or whoever, because one of them will get great capital with great landing spot. And let me just tell y'all, because we're not going to do a round three, but listen to the talent that's still left for round three. Zach Evans, Sean Tucker, Sed Tillman, Rasheed Rice, Roshan Johnson, Izzy Abanacanda, Debo McBride, Kenny McIntosh, Kayshawn Boutte. Um, you still have Xavier Hutchinson, Evan Hole, Tucker Kraft, Sam Laporta. I mean, this is just Charlie Jones, Tyler Scott. I mean, this is just Tank Dell. I mean, Jay, A.T. Perry. I mean, this class is just loaded, loaded with talent. So those third Insane. rounders matters. Those fourth rounders matter, Jay. They matter this year um, for rookie draft. Jaden Reed, Jonathan Mingo, uh, Il Sovis, man. I mean, this is just, it's insane. The depth and the yeah. quality of players that we have in this class. I, what a time to have third and fourth round picks in rookie drafts, Jay. What a freaking time to be alive. So, whoo, there it is, Jay. We went almost Marathon. two hours, two hours on the Wake Up Show. Wake up, have brunch, have lunch with Ray G and Jay Rich in the morning. We got a couple of super chats uh, that we got to get to real quick. Uh, let's hit them real quick. Uh, this is from AJ. Pickens, JSN, or QJ, who would you rather have? JSN. JSN, not close. JSN. Appreciate the super chat. JSN, no doubt about it. And then Jamie hit us with the uh, uh, just got to support the content best in the industry. Thank you. Appreciate it. We appreciate Thank that. You. We appreciate every single person that hung in there. Jay, I'm counting 1,258 comments on this Ooh. show today. That is wild. Um, appreciate y'all tapping in with us. As I said er, last week, we will not have any more shows for the week. I will be out taking the kids to Nickelodeon, Mexico, man. So we're going to go get Let's slimed go. down in Mexico. Oh. Uh, we still got trade show dropping. Uh, we've got podcasts all over the feed on Destination yep. Devi. Um, we'll be putting out content throughout the week. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Jay, anything you want to say to people as we move forward? I, I, I This is what I told my patrons last night. Here's what I want, DD fam. This is what I want y'all to do. I want y'all to go out there and do some homework for us. I want to know what the community sentiment is with all these players, right? 
How is other how are other communities feeling about Zay Flowers? How are they feeling about Kendra yeah. Miller, Josh Downs, these tight ends, Tajay Spears? And then we get back on the show. I want to hear from y'all. I want to hear what they're saying, Ray. I know you like uh, Kendra, but this, 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 these people over here aren't liking Kendra. They still want Zach Evans in the first. Because I'm gonna yeah. be honest with you, I don't listen to a lot of other fantasy stuff. I just don't. Just time, just don't have a lot of time. So I want to see. I want to know what other communities are doing. So I just appreciate y'all rocking with us for almost two hours. Jay, anything you want to say to people before we get out of here? No, man, just thank you to everybody. It's crazy. We gave them well, we gave them two shows in one, so they can't be we gave too them two upset shows, when you being gone two this shows. No, this was right. fun. This Marathon was fun. episode, but we had to for the combine. It was, had to. And I think the biggest thing is nobody really hurt themselves, and so yeah. all that depth is, yeah. is still fully intact. The issue is not a ton of separation that we were hoping to get either, but that's okay. We'll, well get it soon with Draft Capital. And, and here's what I said last night. This is what I, I, I encourage everybody to do. Don't make if you've got if you got your own rankings, if you if you've got draft picks, don't just relax for about a week. Just chill. Don't 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 make wholesale changes to rankings. There are a couple of players that I do think are deserving after the combine to get moved up or down a couple of slots, for right? Sure. But overall, don't go out there and make wholesale changes. Don't have any wholesale absolute convictions right now. Take a week, process everything value different communities and, and and take a look at what other people are saying before you go out there and be like, I'm out. After 106, I'm out. I don't want anybody. Yeah. I'm trading all my back end first. I'm doing, relax. Take a week, take a step back and observe how other Dynasty gamers are adjusting and reacting. Some are going to go too far to the left. Some are going to go too far yeah. to the right. Just chill. Chill, relax, consume information and then start to formulate an opinion. Just Take some time to relax and, and really process what we saw at the Combine. But again, appreciate y'all tapping in. Y'all have a great week, and we will see you bright and early Monday morning. And I know we'll have new mocks on Monday, so we'll get to see yeah. some of these new landing spots. So uh, y'all have a beautiful one. We love y'all. We out of this thing. Peace. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Debbie. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me and the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed, where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now, I'm about to let y'all into my home right now so you can see my setup in my media room. You are watching this on my brand new Epson Epic Vision Ultra LS800 projector. Epson came into your boy's crib and hooked me up with this brand new projector in 120 inch silver flex screen free of charge. And I'm telling you right now, this has completely changed the way that I watch movies, that I watch sports, that I game. If you want a setup like this that takes up absolutely no space at all, there's a link in the description below. Click that or visit epson.com forward slash wake up to completely change the way that you watch sports. Go big, go epic, go Epson, baby. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's all gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.